You are listening to Jai Long, and this is Make Your Break, episode 134. I don't know how many times I've done that intro, but I do say it every single week, actually a couple times a week. Now, if you don't know who I am, I'd love to introduce myself really quickly because last month we had the most downloads ever. I think it was around thirty to 40,000 downloads just in that month alone. So there's so many new people coming to the podcast and I really appreciate you. So thank you. My name is Jai. I am a business coach. I'm a business coach for wedding photographers, family photographers, for videographers, for photographers, for creative entrepreneurs. And I have a lot of clients. I get to help so many people. I have a mentoring coaching program called The Business Map. And I've got the Wedding Photography Summit coming up soon as well, which is the world's biggest wedding photography workshop. I'm so excited about that. Now, if you're new around here, welcome. And if you've been listening for a long time, thank you. If you haven't left a review yet, absolutely go and leave a review. I actually refresh and check it every single week. And lately, there's been no reviews. So that's telling me. I don't know what's going on. Maybe maybe my podcasting skills are not as good as I need them to be. I don't know. Anyway, moving forward, yesterday, I'd love to just tell you a little bit about what happened. We had a big giant team meeting and I realized we have seven of us now. So seven of us are basically full time in our studio and we work. So it's the Jai Long co-crew and we work on getting people success, right? And there's a few things that came up. One thing was, I realized like so many people listening to the podcast, but I don't really introduce myself very often or talk about what I actually do. So I wanted to state my intention and just let you know, it just makes sense. But for 2022, we have a massive roadmap and I'm so excited about all the projects that we got going on. And so one of the reasons why I've been hiring more people is to really elevate the client experience for all my clients, like all the people that are doing that were my mentees or they're in my coaching program and things like that. So I can really strengthen our education and get people some big results. But it's also to give me back some more time. Now, a lot of people always ask me, Joe, when are you going to write a book? And for 2022, that's going to be on the top of my priority list. It's like, write a book. I really want to do it. I've got to keep myself accountable and, um, and bring it out to the world. So Scaling up my team means I can be a little bit more hands-off so I can have a little bit more time doing things like that, which I'm really, really excited about. And do you know what? Like if you are not like planning out your next year right now with yourself and your team or with your partner or with your friends or whoever it is, with your community, I think you really should do it. There's so many benefits of knowing exactly where you're going and having a roadmap, having an actual map and just understanding like all your different KPIs, like how much money do you need to be able to grow and scale your business so you can have some more time off? Or how many people do you want to impact? Or where do you want to travel? Or what do you want to do? And it's hard to go and do all those things when you don't actually have a map and you you miss so many opportunities. For example, if you actually just plan out your whole year, you'll be able to work out like when you should have album sales if you're a wedding photographer or when you should be working out Black Friday specials or when you should be offering engagement shoots or all the different specials that you got throughout the year. But also, when are you going to do that big rebrand that you've been putting off for so long? When are you going to rebuild that website or add that call to action that you know you need to, but you've been so busy? When are you going to dive in and start, you know, listening to a course or getting into a group coaching call or, or you know, doing something that you've been putting off for so long? When are you going to start changing your habits and writing some more goals down, like things like that? So I would love just a practical thing for you today is I want you to actually map out 2022 because look, 
you and I both know that next year is going to be absolutely mayhem. In Melbourne here, we just opened up from a two-year lockdown, but I know the rest of the world's been open for a little while. But look, there's been a bottleneck, especially if you're a wedding photographer, especially if you're a creative entrepreneur, there's been a bit of a bottleneck and now things are open. People are ready to go out and spend. They're ready to go out and celebrate. And there's going to be more weddings. There's going to be more events than ever before. And you need to be in a position where you don't feel overwhelmed and you know, you know what you need to do. Now, for example, if you are a wedding photographer and you're like, oh, I just need 30 weddings a year and that's it. And you can work out like how you're going to get those weddings. It's going to be so much easier for you because you can know when you can hustle a little bit less. Now, I know some people say, I don't want to hustle less, man. Like, don't tell me to slow down. And I get it. But knowing that once you get the 30 and then you're over delivering to yourself, like you're going above and beyond to keep that pipeline full, I think it gives you a little bit of peace of mind. And I'm always making sure that for myself, my own personal goals is that I get a wedding inquiry every single day. I call it a leader day and I teach that inside the business map. But it's so important for me because I just want to know that my year and, and next year and the year after, I want to make sure that my work's not drying up. I can keep scaling up. I can keep hiring people. I can keep living the dreams and doing the things that I want to do. Keep traveling around. Keep meeting new people, you know. That's for me. On my self-development, I've got a couple of courses that I want to sign into and I want to buy. And I've got a coach who I really want to hire, but he's, he's probably a little bit too expensive for me right now. But I know one day I'm going to be able to get into a room with him. So I'm thinking right now, like, what do I have to do? Make this roadmap and then map it out and see how I can hit those goals. Now, I don't want to talk too much more. Um, don't forget the Wedding Photography Summit's coming up this month. Seriously, it's going to be a game changer. I believe in it wholeheartedly. Like I think you're going to get so many strategies. I think you're going to get motivated. It doesn't matter if you're just starting out and you're working out your camera or if you've been doing it for a long time, you're a seasoned wedding photographer and you just want to make a new friend or you want to learn one new tactic, one new strategy, whatever it is, it's all going to be there. So there's 24-hour replay so you don't have to show up live. I want you to show up live, but you don't have to show up live. And VIP gives you 12-month replay. And that's to all 10 speakers. There's going to be live DJ. There's going to be so much cool stuff. And we have the awards as well. So we're going to announce the Wedding Photographer of the Year Award, which is going to be really cool. And all the money from the awards, all the profits go to charity. So that's really, really cool as well. We get to give back in some way. So today's episode is with Luke Cleland. He is a fine art wedding photographer. He's absolutely incredible. And he has a podcast called Obsessive Creative. Now, he contacted me a little while ago and asked if I could jump onto his podcast. And um, of course, you guys know that I'm very obsessed. So I was like, absolutely. I love creativity. I love being obsessed. That sounds exactly me. And we had a great conversation around creativity and around giving. And I think it's so important. Like, I don't know if many of us think about life and business like this, but we need to become givers. We need to give more than we receive all the time. And so this episode, I believe you're going to get a lot from it because it's a big mindset shift for so many people. And we dive in deep and we talk about the benefits of opening up and being a giver, like coming from abundance and when I say give as well, it doesn't have to be something crazy like you're giving away like <laughs> a journal like I am with a $7 ticket and sending it to people because it costs you a lot of money. You don't have to do crazy things like that. Like you can be just give a little bit of attention, an extra compliment, an extra Instagram shout out or like a maybe a comment on Instagram. It could be so many different things. So just keep that in mind. You know, all the little things that we do, we give in business and I'm a huge believer in it. And I think you're going to love this episode. So if you do love this episode and you love 
the way that Luke talks on the podcast and, and his interviewing style, you should definitely go over and subscribe to his podcast channel called Obsessive Creative. Now, I actually didn't really know much about it beforehand, but now I've been binging all his episodes and I absolutely love it. So definitely go over there and check that out. So let's get into the episode. I can't wait for you to get inspired. Jai, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. I am very excited. I'm very excited to talk to you. Thank you, Luke, man. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, totally. Jai, when I, um, about a couple months ago, when I was writing down, I was like, okay, what direction? What are like, how can I really narrow down some individuals that I really want on this podcast? And you were on the top of that list. Here I am. And here you are. (laughs) So the podcast is called Obsessive Creative. And the more that I got to know you and and heard some of your content online, I was like, this guy is obsessive. Like, and I absolutely love it. And so I'm really excited to hear a little bit about your story and to dive in some topics with you because I'm excited to hear someone that is is so obsessive about what they do and so good at it. And uh, I think, yeah, I think your story is, is could be really, really helpful to some people. So Yeah, maybe first off, just tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of what you do, and we'll start with that. Yeah, man. So um, I love the word obsessive, and I've got to say that I'm definitely obsessed, and it's one of the reasons why that I can get a lot of success in a lot of different things, because I think people sort of hold that back. But um, for your listeners, my name is Jai, Jai Long. I'm actually um, an Australian wedding photographer. I'm a business coach. I'm an entrepreneur as well. I've, I've got a fashion label. I've got a property development company. I've got a bunch of things. I've done a bunch of things throughout my career. And yeah, right now I do a lot of education. So I've got a wedding photography summit, which is coming up. Um, It's the biggest workshop in the world for wedding photographers. I've got the world's most popular business course as well for wedding photographers, which is crazy. And I've got a huge podcast. So there's a lot of big things, I think, that sort of come around and it humbles me every day. And um, yeah. That's me, I guess. Mm, that's awesome. It's always hard to do an elevator pitch for yourself, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? You're like, 30 <laughs> seconds, go. Yeah, yeah. I was going to like have the bio. I already had a bio of you here. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do that for him. He can do it. <laughs> it's awesome. So Jai, I know y- your your background. Obviously, you do a summit for wedding photographers. And, and your background is in terms of like creative business and wedding photography. And I was curious. I know you have a quite a crazy kind of childhood story, which is incredible, which is like, you should go to Jai's podcast and like, listen through everything because you have some incredible stories. But I would love to know like a little bit more specifically in creativity. What's your first kind of memories of of creativity? And when was your first memories of being like, you know, I can, I can actually have a, a vision of something, put my hand to it and something, something can change. So tell us a little bit about like, maybe what are your first memories of of creativity? I, I think it's definitely my dad was, he was really good at guitar. And so this is, you know, he sort of grew up in the era when all the friends would come around with guitars, probably a bit of weed, and they would just like smoke and, and play tunes. And I just remember like when I was a kid, I'd always be just sort of, you know, sitting on the floor and listening to him playing a new song or creating a new song. And I just remembered like I was so mind blown of how like he could captivate a whole room or how um, he could just express himself so freely, you know. And so for me, the first thing I did was pick up guitar and I'll just play it. I'll play it and play it. And I loved it. 
One other thing was like when I started doing some schooling, because I did a lot of homeschooling and I did a lot of very unconventional schooling and I was terrible at anything academic, just terrible. I couldn't do maths, couldn't read and write, couldn't do any of those things. But when I got to the art class, like I could thrive because with my hands, I could create anything. And at the time, I, I always, I kind of, like a lot of kids do, like you put yourself down because you feel like you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, but you're realizing that you're looking at the wrong metric. And um, like now when I look back, I was like, man, I was actually thriving on top of the class of every art class, every time, because it came so natural to me. No one ever told me no or stop or you can't or you shouldn't or it's impossible. Like my parents are always like, man, you can do whatever you want to do and create. And then I would create something and they would reward me for it. And I think growing up like that really helps me stay limitless with my creativity. And and yeah, and I, and I guess with photography, like I, I kind of came into photography because a lot of my friends growing up was into photography and I wasn't, but I used to love photos. And so I'd look at photos and I used to talk about how, what I loved about the photo and how someone could have done it better. So funny enough, I was that person. I was like, you know what, that would be so much better if you, if you did this, I don't know why. And I'd always say that. And one of my best friends was like, he kind of got fed up one day and he's like, man, if you're so good at photography, why don't you take a photo? And I was like, mm-hmm. you're right. Actually, why am I always just backseat driving? Why don't I get a camera? So I actually bought his camera off him as he upgraded. <laughs> it was like a, a 5D, no, so probably before 5D. I can't remember what it was. It was a Canon something. Yeah. And um, man, I just got obsessed with it. And I was taking photos all the time of anything and everything. And I realized like it just came second nature to me because it was the same as music and it was the same as art and it was the same as anything. It's just creating and and making something in front of you. So yeah, that's my first experiences, I'd say. Hmm. And so like, it seemed like it was a pretty, not very a competitive nature. Like you talked about your dad, like playing guitar for other people. So it was like enriching people around you in your community or whatever. Man, that's, that's what art's about. Like, it's never about yourself. Mm. Like, yeah, it's a self thing because you're expressing yourself, but you're always creating for someone else. And I think it's so important because as an artist, you've got to give, you know, like you're giving an expression of yourself. You're giving someone else something because, and, and, and there's a famous musician, I think it was Jack White that said in an interview, and he said, once my f- song is done, it's no longer mine and it takes its own life. And other people have their own stories of the song, their own experiences of it. They interpret it differently. It could be a breakup song, could be a love song, and it's the same song, right? And I see the same with photography or with, with anything. Like once I've taken the photo, it's no longer mine. It's out there and people interpret it differently. Uh, it creates its own life and people feel something completely different. So I think as a creative, you always need to be creating for other people. Mm. And like, so when you, when you got into then wedding photography, as I, I, I'm guessing, was that kind of your first entrance into like creativity plus business? Because I feel like totally there's so many creatives and so many friends of mine or people on this podcast who were like, Hey, I have this vision. I can do this better than whatever I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. But then there's this entrance into like, okay, well, how can I, how can I do this? for the majority of the time in my life. And so that typically means I need to make money from it. And so how did you make that transition from being like, oh, this is so like I can enrich people's lives. They can they can experience what I'm experienced through my vision. Yeah, how was that entrance into like doing it with money? And how was that transition for you? To be honest, I think um, I've been running businesses for a long time. You know, when, when I was a teenager, like I'd, I'd be always having side hustles. I started my cafe. I had a cafe when I was 20. 
And that might sound like business, but to me it was creative. And so like I loved creating, like I got obsessed with making coffee and making coffee the best that you can ever make. Like getting people in to train me and stuff. I remember back then and I would train my baristas and, and things like that. And, and then the, the whole premise was it was like, sell a coffee for more than it costs you to make and then you're going to have a successful business. So it was very naive of me, but it was also very simple and it works, right? Like it keep things simple. Don't need to overcomplicate. But for me, like creativity has been business and I've been amazing. I've been really good at business because I treat it creatively. And so I know that's my superpower. I don't understand the numbers. I don't understand, you know, the run sheets and the spreadsheets and stuff, but I do know that I can hire people that excel in those areas. So it's not up to me to be a master of all those things. And so I think for myself, I was able to um, do well in business from a young age is because I've always been able to be resourceful and find the people that know and thrive of the things that is my weakness. Mm, that's so good because I feel like as like creative people, like I remember I was like in high school, I was like, I want to be a painter. Like, and I remember my first year of being a wedding photographer, I like straight face to ask my accountant, what is my return on my taxes? <laughs> and he was like, wait, you haven't paid anything yet. So that's how much I knew about business. And all of a sudden I was Wait, like, the money? oh, yeah, what? I, don't you just get a return from the government? That's how it works, right? And the crazy thing was I started believing that like, oh, in order to be uh, a good business person, I have to become someone else. And I remember mm. hearing something that you said in one of your podcasts, maybe it was the summit was saying like, you know, so many times photographers feel like, or even creatives need to to, to turn into someone else in order to be a successful business person. Absolutely. And, and it sounds like what you're saying is like, wait a minute, maybe you could lean into who you are as being a creative and, and do business from your perspective. Is that kind of like how you view business? Definitely. Like, well, you already said it already. Defin so. Definitely. And it's like, the, like too many people, they have this magic spark about them and they go out and they create this amazing work they love the work that they create they show all their friends they're enthusiastic about it and then they're like okay i'm going to start a business and then all of a sudden they're putting on a suit and tie and walking around with a briefcase and they're mm. like i don't understand what i'm doing where's the taxes you know what's this and what's that and they become a different person and with their marketing they they follow these rules and they you know sign up to some crappy workshops or, or like whatever it is that kind of like molds them into thinking business should be terrible or boring or uncreative. <laughs> and I think um, along the lines, they lose the reason why they fell in love with photography or, or with, with their craft. And they don't realize that like, if you actually went back and leaned into your superpower, which is being creative and you ran your business the same as you went and took a photo or you made a painting or you, or you wrote a song, then you've created something that no one else has. It's something completely different. And then you can dominate the market because people love other people that go in with their heart and they run a heart and purpose-driven business. You know, I know I love that. Yeah, totally. And it's so true. It's like, I think a kind of... Um story that's told is like, you can't, you can't be that way and run a business. You got to be like cold hearted. You got to be mean. You got to like <laughs> trick the system. That's the only yeah. way that you can be successful. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, turn on, yeah. Put on this suit and tie, be different than who you are and run it that way. Okay. So that's okay. This is really good. I like where this is going because I have a funny story for you. So I was just in 
I was just in Utah, actually, at this kind of like uh, wedding photography thing. And uh, I was talking about my podcast and I was talking about, oh, I'm uh, I'm excited about Jai Long's going to be on my podcast soon. And this this girl overheard me in Utah and she came over to me after. She's like, hey, Luke, I'm in Jai's business map. I'm in his yeah. business map. And this guy is crazy. Like, she was like, you know, I've I've seen, you know, educational courses or whatever. And, you know, you kind of are like, is this too good to be true? Like, he says all these good things. He says he's going to be there for you, blah, 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 blah. And that was funny because that was my same perception of you when I saw you online for the first time. I was like, who's this guy with this, like, beautiful, like, it looks like this, like, architecture with perfect lighting. is like beautiful, these, like, Instagram videos that I had not seen anywhere else and he was being so generous and he was saying all these things through his videos and and helping people. I was like, something's off here. Like something, mm. it can't be like this, right? Like, oh, I'm going to go to this <laughs> online wedding summit and it's $7. Like, wh- <laughs> this doesn't, there's something, it's going to be crappy for sure. I was Absolutely. like, I have to go to it to see what's wrong with it. And my experience of your online summit for wedding photographers, it was like this thing was so jam packed. I was like filling pages in my notepad, trying to like keep up with the the stuff. And I was like, this is so unlike anything else. Anything else. One, what I expected business to be like. And honestly, so much of what my experience has been was like, you never, and I, it's funny, you know, you have this phrase that I've heard you say a few times, right? You over promise and over deliver. And I don't experience a lot of generosity. I think of that as generosity, right? Like, you know, telling telling someone you're going to do something and then give them way more than that. So going back to this lady who came up to me in Utah and she was like, Luke, she's like, I like signed up and we like, there was more videos and everything. And like, we had like a Zoom call and it went for like six hours or something. And he like answered every question. And I was like, wow, that's like, that is something different. And that's something that an artist would do, right? Would give Absolutely. too much. Would be like, you know what? Don't worry about billing the hours. I'm just gonna like, you. this is what you need. I'm just gonna like, I'm gonna help you. To, I'm gonna help you more than, than, what, than what I said I would help you with or whatever. And so where did you see that? Because that's not a common thing. Like, where did this come from? From this perspective yeah, that you definitely lean into. It's interesting. And yeah, my motto is definitely over promise and then deliver instead of under promise and then over deliver, you know, it's interesting because so many people, we step into business and we try to like tighten the screws and screw everybody. Like a lot of workshops and stuff, they don't pay their speakers and then they charge a thousand dollars for this thing. Like I've been part of these things. And I'm like, man, and then people walk away and they're like, well, I don't even think that was worth it. And so business there's so many different reasons why someone will run a business, right? So for me, it's like you need to be absolutely in line with what you're doing, like wholeheartedly that you would show up and do it for free. So when I sit there on a Zoom call and I answer every single person's question, I'm doing it because I'm like, man, regardless if you paid me or not, I'd be here. And I think not enough people work like that. And if I wasn't going to be here for free, then I wouldn't do it, right? And I have people, man, like I, like I have people that reach out and they're like, man, I'll, I'll pay you 10000 20000 you know, for like mentoring and stuff. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. Like, yeah, it's extra money. But if I wouldn't do it for free, which I, that's not bringing me any value, then it's not worth it for my time. It's not worth it for my happiness. Or, and if I can't like overpromise on that thing because I'm not showing up wholeheartedly, then what am I doing? Now, it's funny with my course because what happened, your same experience on my last enrollment, I had maybe the most amount of people ever. There's probably like 10 people that sent me an email or direct message. 
And they're really skeptical. And they're like, Jai, I've been trolling the internet for some reason. I can't find any negative reviews. So it's telling me that you're a scam because if it's too good to be true, then it's a scam, right? <laughs> and it's funny. And I, and I like wrote back to him and I said, yeah, it's funny because most people run a business that's average, that allows themselves to have negative reviews and stuff. But if you run it from your heart, then if someone's having a bad experience, I don't have negative reviews because I'll get on a Zoom call with them. I'll talk them through what are their problems. I'll listen to them. I'll understand them. And yeah, I have 900 students in there, but I have time and I'll allow myself to have time. And if I don't have time, I have staff. So then that way we can always show up for everybody. Does that make sense? And I don't think enough of us like care enough about our students, man, or care about it our clients. And so I run my businesses always the same. If, if I'm the barista at my cafe, I'll remember people's names and I'll make sure I'm making the best coffees. If I'm a wedding photographer, I am like staying, I show up early and I, and I stay late and I give them more and I give them a gift and I show up and have wine with them and I drink with them. And when I'm an educator, man, I'm there early and I'm shaking hands. I'll meet everybody. You know, there's been so many times in my career when I was talking at someone else's workshop and like I was considered the rock star where there's like another 30 people with me. And I'm the only one that stands out there, shakes everyone's hands, meets everyone, all the students, while everyone else is talking with each other, right? They're networking. But I'm like, I'm not here for the speakers. I'm here because these guys have paid me. And so of course, I'm going to put my time into the people that have showed up for me. And I'm going to show up for them because that's good business, you know? The relationship is, man, if someone shows up and gives you money, and for me, and I say this, and I said this in the summit, I don't care if someone paid me $7. I'm showing up as if they just paid me $7,000. You know what I mean? Like it it makes no difference because I would always work to my potential, not the paycheck. So other people, they give themselves this fake worth. So charge what you're worth. Otherwise I don't feel valued. So it's like, if someone's not paying me $1,000 for this workshop, I'm not going to give them $1,000 with the content because that's just unfair on me. Where I think like, man, if someone didn't pay me $1,000, it doesn't matter. I'm still working like they paid me $1,000 because that's what I got it in me. And I'm already exerting that energy. So I might as well go above and beyond and give them my full energy. It doesn't matter about the price. Does that make sense? Totally. And you know, it's funny, like, I think I'm realizing the older I get to, especially, I think this all goes into leadership as well, because also as your organization gets bigger, those cracks are going to, like, it's harder to keep all those (laughs) negative reviews if your leadership isn't good, right? Like, it's going to seep out. It's going to seep out. And it's just like, it's just a matter of time. And I think I've seen organizations and leaders where they aren't generous at the top, even though they say they are, or maybe it comes out, but all of those things, they will come out for sure one day. What would you say to like, I can already hear it, like, you know, and even myself, I think my like, put on your self-protective, oh, if I'm too generous, like, people are going to use me or whatever. And so how do you kind of you know, if, if you want to be generous, if you want to do business from your heart, what, what would you say to yourself even when you're like, oh, I'm scared about people? Well, I've got to say or- like everyone that tells you don't say yes all the time or like you've been too generous and don't give away too much. They haven't even been in the neighborhood of giving too much. And it's so interesting because I meet people and they're like, man, I, I gave an extra hour. I've given too much. And that I'm like, man, you're not even close, you know, to even exceeding their expectations. You haven't even like delivered on your promise yet, you know? So <laughs> you've underpromised, and then like, and an underpromise. the reason why I hate that is because you're starting off a relationship with a lie, right? And it's a sales tactic from the 90s that everyone else has given up. But for some reason in the creative industry, we're so far behind. So we're still like, yeah, let's lie to our clients. We'll underpromise, then we'll overdeliver in the hope that my name is good. And then they'll tell everybody, right? 
And I'm like, man, if you're under promising, no one's going to show up in these days because no one wants to go to the one star review movie or, you know, stay at that hotel. Like, oh, it's okay sometimes, but it leaks or whatever. <laughs> so it's like, tell them what you're actually going to do. So I think that's important. But look, too many people looking at the downside. And that's like, maybe people are going to use them. Maybe people are going to copy him. Maybe people, and they're always trying to protect and protect. And when you put your energy on that, you're no longer growing. And I think growth is the most important thing. And if you've only got a certain amount of energy throughout your day and you're not working to your potential because you're worried about someone stealing something from you, you've got to realize you're coming from a scarcity mindset and you believe that like maybe there's not enough success or maybe there's something else, right? So I was mentoring someone the other day and they said like, I've got this idea for a workshop, but I want to get my lawyers involved and I want to paint in it and I want to get a contract and make sure no one copies it and stuff. And I'm like, that's great and all, but you're never going to get anywhere because whilst you're working on the downside, it's not who's first, it's who you think of first. And I'm like, I don't care if someone's copying me because I'm just ramping upwards, right? So we might have the same course and yeah, you've thought about your downside and stuff, but they're going to, and you might've been first, but they're going to think of me first because I'm giving them more value. I've actually helped them. I've brought them some sort of joy or happiness or motivation or inspiration. I've brought them something to their life. And what have you done? You've protected yourself. You haven't brought anything to anyone. And so I think it's just like really important to make sure that we remember like, why are we here? And hey, if you wouldn't show up and do it for free, like me sitting on this podcast talking to you right now, like I'm not getting paid, right? It's like, if I wouldn't do this for free, then why would I, why would I do it, man? And that's so, it's so important for people in creative fields is because that's, how so many people start, right? They start because it's their hobby and they're taking photos like, you know, every day because they love it. Like they're painting and they're drawing because they do it for free to begin with anyways. And then all of a sudden, yeah, this switch turns off to where it's like, oh yeah, I got to protect myself. And it's like, you know, something that I, I'm sure maybe you've realized as well is like how much this would like help you know, as artists, like even our, our mental health, like our ability to be like, you know what, let's just be generous <laughs> and like care and because creatives are like typically, they're typically a super over carers anyways, and they love people. And uh, if we, if we keep that in our business, it probably would help us like so much more holistically. Well, when I first started as a wedding photographer, like, I don't know if you know this, but man, I got some hate. I got some major hate because one of the things was I started out and for the first like six months of my career, I basically shot everything for free because I was just like, man, if you can get me somewhere, like I want to be an international wedding photographer. I want to be published. I want all these things. I had this big goal. I want six figures. I want like to have a workshop, like all these things. And so I was shooting for free and man, people would call me out in Facebook groups. I'm undercutting the market. People would try and bring me down. I ran a workshop. People were always trying to like stop me and stuff. And what's interesting is, all those people that wouldn't show up and work for free and they were trying to protect themselves, protect their market and stop stop me, call me out, all that kind of stuff. Like they're no longer in business or if they are, I don't hear from them. And the funny thing is I'm so much more successful than them and I still work for free, you know? So it's like the mentality, right? And especially back then, 2013, if you even talked about you're going to do something for free, you'd have 200 comments on Facebook because that's like Facebook kind of first came out and everyone wanted to direct their hate somewhere. You were just <laughs> on the chopping block. And so for me, man, I was <laughs> chopped and chopped and chopped. And by my peers and people mm. I looked up to and people I loved in the industry and stuff like that. And it was really hard to see people that I like, you know, I'll sign up to their workshop or something and then them, you know, cutting me down because I undercharged or I, or I did something for myself. And I knew that my success 
they didn't, they never had my best interest at heart. They had their best interest at heart trying to protect their downside. So I knew no one's going to bring me my success, right? But I grew so quick and you got to remember this, you grow so quick when you show up for free because you're getting to work. So most people are trying to look for work, charge what they're worth. And hey, if you don't have work, what are you worth? You're not worth anything until someone's going to give you a dollar, right? So you're trying to charge what you're worth, which who knows what that is. You just made that number up. You haven't actually done the work. You haven't actually proven to yourself to the industry. You don't actually have a portfolio yet. And so when I looked at all those things, I'm like, here's all the experts and the gurus telling me not to undercharge and all this kind of stuff. But mate, what is, what am I supposed to charge when there is no value yet? Does that make sense? Oh, a hundred percent. Well, and it's like, I heard a phrase recently talking about like creating over competition where it's like so much, it's like, oh yeah, oh, this wedding photographer is taking my, you know, my weddings or whatever. <laughs> but instead, if you maybe like shot some weddings for free that you wanted to shoot, or you shot some vendor stuff for free so you could start creating some things, that's when, especially in the creative industries where like things are starting, things are going to start happening when you actually start showing up doing the things that you, yeah, you would want to do yeah. for free anyways. And it's like, and I've even, you know, I've even found recently is like purposely doing some things for free that really excite me. Even if somebody wanted to pay, be like, you know what? I actually don't want to be paid for this. I'm going to do totally. this for free because it energizes me as a photographer, as a creative. It's like, okay, this is, rem it reminds me of like why I started this thing in the first exactly, place. Exactly, man. Like we, we start these things because we love doing these things and all of a sudden we won't show up unless we're getting paid what we're worth. And it's like, well, wait, what happened? Weren't we a creative like three years ago? And now we like these business moguls that are like, you know, it's yeah. like everything's got to be structured. People got to pay me exactly what I'm worth and I've got to license everything. It's like, what happened? You know, mm. why did we change that? Yeah. <laughs> totally. And I, you know, that's a good reminder too, because I think if we take that mindset of like, you know, I want to evaluating something that we're going to do, like, would I do this for free or not? Because that makes me think of like early on in my wedding business, when I, when I had this realization that I didn't have to do certain photos, like, I don't know, it's mm. like, oh, I looked online and it was like, oh, they had these certain like group photos, like group wedding photos with like the bridal party. And they did these like weird things. And I had this like, I had this weight that I felt like I had to do that. Right. And I was, and then I had this freedom when I realized I was like, you know what? I can say no to that. I can say no to yeah. the things that I, that I hate. And I can say yes to the things that I would, that I want to do and I would do for free. And it's like, that's when you start kind of bringing to people what you can act, what, what you have valuable, uh, that you can bring to people is like, uh, your certain perspective, how you view the world, especially as an artist, as a creative, um, is when you start like, yeah, like focusing on like, Hey, would I do this for free? Or am I like hating this right now? I'm not sure if that makes a lot of sense, but it does in my mind at least. It makes so much sense, man. And so like with our business, everything's grown because we've been willing to give up a lot. And so, you know, I don't know if you know the story, but in 2020, when we first launched the Wedding Photography Summit, like it costs us six figures to host that thing, right? And to to sort of, dude, that has to be the most anyone's ever spent on a workshop, you know, and most people <laughs> charge $2,000 for a workshop, right? And then to pivot that whole thing by selling tickets for $7, it just like, the anxiety was massive. Like it was, it was stressful. <laughs> there was a lot of risk and stuff. But the thing was, I knew in 2020, more people needed help than ever before. And as 
most educators disappeared because the money's disappeared and all this kind of stuff. I was like, now's the time when, now's the only time when people need me, not when everything's mm. going good. Yeah. It's the only time. Mm. And so if I'm not showing up now and putting all my resources in now, then how can I ever expect the community to give back to me? Does that make sense? Jai, that is one reason why like the more that I heard from you, the more I was like, oh man, your message is so important for people because the internet is filled with so many people that do not care about their clients. Like I know that. If there were more... creatives. And that's why I started this podcast, because I love, I love talking with people with my friends and they have this vision and they're generous people and they want to get out there and they want to start something. They want to start a business. They want to start, you know, doing their creative craft and, and, and serving people in that way. If there was more people that took the risks like you did, to be like, hey, you know what? So many people could benefit from this. And I'm going to do this crazy thing where it doesn't maybe make a lot of business sense, but it's going to be so generous that things are going to happen. And, oh, man, like what would happen in the creative industry, in the wedding industry, if if more people acted like that? If people had this idea, if they had this idea and they'd be like, you know what? I'm just going to do this. I'm going to do, I'm going to take Jai's, you know, lead and do something from the heart with generosity. Man, there's so many different KPIs and um, we're um, launching the next Wedding Photography Summit. We're so excited about it. But one of the KPIs is like, how can we make the best customer experience on the planet for only $7 now? So before it was just like, get the people in. But now it's like, how can we like deliver hard on that and make something like this, right? So I think so many people get so skewed and they're like, my KPI is always money. Like, how am I going to profit this much money? And I think when you run a business like that, people feel it. Like people understand, oh yeah, like, you know, that photographer, I didn't go with them because they're obviously keen as, um, like, it's fair enough that we want to get paid what we worth. Like, I'm not saying that we don't want that, but I think when you, um, you change your KPIs, you show up different. And so you make different decisions because, For instance, if we're not trying to make money, then we can make different decisions on like, we could spend more on speakers. We could bring in more speakers. We could create more products. We could go for a longer time. We can can give more because now I'm like, yeah, what's the KPI? If we give this, will we make more money? No, we won't. Will the customer experience be way better? Yeah, it will. Well, that's what the KPI is. That makes sense. So let's do that. Mm. Because it's so true. I think it's easy to forget that people's experience is way more powerful than, Mm. you know, thousands of dollars of Facebook advertising. Like, you know, like there's obviously incredible, you know, value in that. But when you make someone feel valuable, when you Mm -hmm. make someone feel like they are actually worth your time, like they will shout your, like your, they will shout your name from the rooftops because it's so They they will sneak up to you in Utah and talk about you. (laughs) Yeah. And she was so excited. And that's why I was like, oh man, like that is what generosity does. That like being generous would enable someone on the other side of the world to be like, listen, I'm in, (laughs) I'm in Jai's program. And like, it's amazing. You should do it. Everyone here should do it because it's full of generosity. It's amazing. It's humbling to hear that kind of stuff, man. And, and to be honest, like, um, I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about like when you become successful, like when a creative becomes successful, you have this thing and it's called um, success guilt. And so you have this guilt where you're like, oh my God, like, like for instance, like the last enrollment for my course, so many people signed up way more than I thought, man. And I had this tremendous amount of guilt. 
I was in an imposter syndrome. I was like, how can I serve this many people? I can't believe this many people believe in me. Like I had so much anxiety. Like the, that night I didn't sleep. I was like, it was the opposite. Most people would be cheering. I was stressed. I told my whole team, I'm so stressed right now. I, like I don't understand. And I was listening to this podcast and they said, yeah, you, um, you have this success guilt, but what you need to do with your success is you need to pass it on to other people. So as you are receiving, you just need to shift that energy to giving. And so it's so important because you need to get that success so you can keep growing and doing these things. And it really is important, but you need to carry the burden of like, you need to now give to other people. And, it, and it's in different ways. You, you're giving a little bit of inspiration, a little bit of support. You're giving an ear, you're giving a hug, giving a smile, you're giving some advice, like whatever it is. Like for me, like, you know, doing that six hour Zoom call that now you talking about coming back to me, like I'm, <laughs> I'm giving as much as I can because I'm like, these guys showed up for me and I need to show up for them so much more than they did for me because it is my success guild. I need to make sure that like um, I'm not complacent and I'm not entitled and I need to keep keep pushing myself, especially if I want to keep growing my business and giving more opportunities and hiring more people and and serving more people and elevating and empowering more photographers to um, to understand business and run business just like this. Mm, that's amazing. Yeah, my wife, Allie, she reminds me of this phrase uh, that's like, instead of showing up and saying like, and thinking, how am I significant? Or how will this make me significant? Thinking, how can I contribute? Like, because absolutely, when you switch that in your mind, you will go from Yeah, and people can tell you will go from people being like, Oh, he just it's all about him. It's all about her. It's all about how their their artistic ego is versus like, wow, like, I am so glad that person has this talent that I can that I can benefit from and I can get all of this positive experience because you're being generous enough. And okay, and speaking of generosity, tell us about your summit coming up because this thing is crazy. <laughs> like, I'm so sad. I never heard about you from the first one because I was like, I missed one. Like I've missed things. But yeah, this, it was incredible. In the middle of a lockdown when I was like sitting in my house and I was like, I'm not going to make any progress in my business. Seven bucks blew my mind. Man, so it's, uh, talking about generosity, this one we're taking things to another level. And it's like we do it because we're pushing ourselves and we want like things don't make sense, but business has been done the same over and over and over. And, and shit's not good, I don't think, you know. So we're like, let's change this up. So what we've done is this time we actually, I got a team together and we designed a hardcover book, which is like a goal planner. It's got like tasks to do. It's got like some inspiration and stuff. And um, we got these manufactured and the first thousand people to sign up and buy a $7 ticket, we're actually going to ship them out. So these books are about $60. So $7 ticket gets free postage, which meant postage, especially from Australia, costs about, you know, 20 USD. <laughs> and we're sending them express so people get them as well. So that's like one of the first things that we're doing. And dude, that costs just alone, like... I don't even want to say what the cost is because it, people just go like, oh, this guy doesn't know business. This makes no sense. And the thing is like with, with decisions like this, it's, um, it's like elevating client experience. I love tangible. So that's why I want to send out something like this. And I think it pushes you into another, into another league because you have to start thinking like, how can you create the income? Like, how can you make this work? Like we're paying the speakers, you know, like more than we've paid before. And we're, there's so many different things going on. And, um, to make it all work, it doesn't work on paper. Like, let's just put it that way. And so to be an entrepreneur or to be creative, you can, if you put in a box, you can start innovating new ways to make things work. 
So I'm really excited about it. We've, we've got 10 really incredible speakers. Um, I think they're going to blow people's minds. We're, we're bringing different perspectives in. Um, we're going to be sending out those journals. We've, we've, uh, we've got front row seats this time. So um, for the people that are like, yeah, I'm keen for this, I'm actually going to have an earpiece while I'm talking. And then the front row seats are going to be on a Zoom call the whole time. So they can talk to me in between speakers and stuff. So they can see like behind the scenes and all that kind of stuff. And we're trying to like create a different experience that no one's ever created before. And we're trying to make it more connected this time. And I think it's not easy to do and to think and to see if it's going to work. And um, I'm really excited about the challenge. And I know uh, being in that space is the space where we actually grow. But that oh, that's so incredible because if you were a stingy business person, you'd be like, you'd be so boring as well, right? You'd be Just like, double this the is price how it works. of everything, cut cut everything yeah. in half. Yeah, we're doubling everything and and then cutting slashing prices. <laughs> and that's the amazing thing of what creatives can do. If they only like that is their superpower, right? And it's like yeah. in business, it's like, oh, let's shut all the creativity off. But instead, if we switch that and be like, how can we like amp up this creativity, do it like no one has done it before and then have to figure it out. And that's the great thing about creatives is that they're often like incredible problem solvers as well and figuring Absolutely. out be like okay i have this crazy idea let's just try it let's just, let's see what happens and Man, I, if you I'm, can give yourself the freedom to play life opens up for you and i think too many of us which for some reason we're on these guidelines i don't know who's making these business rules i don't know who makes it, all these rules like a lot of them are just strange to me right but i think the more that you give yourself the freedom to play to lose to fail give yourself that freedom the more that you have a weight lifted off your shoulder and you go, hey, man, even if I fail in front of everybody and we lose everything and, and you know, shit hits the fan, like whatever it is, it's like, that was an adventure. Let's do it again. Let's try something else. Let's try it differently next time. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time and thanks for coming on here. Thank you so much for having me.